If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Conservative, not bitter indeed. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And I am your host, Todd Huff. As always, I welcome your thoughts, comments, emails, opinions, perceptions. We'll talk about the Horowitz report here this morning. We'll talk about our government in general. We'll talk about problems that we see all over all over the, I don't want to even say horizon, all over the landscape here. And so I welcome those. You can also, by the way, I need to get better at doing this, but we have the the Huff Hotline where you can share your thoughts, ask questions, that sort of thing as well. 317-455-5250. You can do that anytime you wish. And I do from time to time, although it has been a while, I should admit, but I do from time to time play those. You are... Welcome to leave your thoughts, comments, questions, and heck, it might even start a new uh, discussion point on this program. 317-455-5250. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So yesterday, yesterday, as we talked about in the morning, we knew that the Horowitz report would be released yesterday, and uh, we had some idea we had some idea as to what the report would indicate, what it would teach us, what it would, I guess, uh, enlighten us on. Other ways we didn't know exactly. But we did, uh, I think, largely get what we expected. And I think, I think what the left has <clears throat> and the media has and those who are pro-impeachment of Donald Trump, those who are part of the resistance, etc., what they have, and we'll talk about impeachment today as well, as there are some advances there. There were some telltale signs yesterday that that would be the case. We'll get to that as well, as time allows us to do that. But So we have this... Um, they, they have one thing from the report that they, that they want to tell you. And that one thing is that, in the opinion of Inspector General Michael Horowitz, the FBI, the FBI began this investigation into Trump legally. Now, from that point in time, if you accept that, and by the way, Attorney General uh, Barr and 
Um, Durham, special, what's the official title here? I don't even, special investigator Durham, disagree with that. In fact, taking the extraordinary steps yesterday, saying that they had told, they had told uh, the Horowitz team, but they did not agree. They did not agree. Attorney, U.S. Attorney John Durham, Attorney General William Barr are the two that both effectively said, we don't agree with the assessment here. We don't agree with uh, the the assessment that there was no uh, problem with the way that this investigation kicked off. In fact, Durham said that he did not believe the evidence um, presented at the beginning of this whole process supported the you know the the idea that this um, this was worthy of beginning an investigation. So we're going to see the Durham report here sometime in the future. I don't know that we have any date or idea on when that might be, but we do know that there's conflict between the two reports. And not conflict between one side wants to fully ex- fully exonerate the FBI. No, no, no. A side that says not only is it as bad as what Michael Horowitz has told us in this report, which make no mistake, this is atrocious. This is bad. We have a government behaving wildly, out of control. FBI. Now, they're going to tell you well, that's a series of missteps and mistakes and that sort of thing. You know, uh, maybe people in lower levels, lower level officials within the FBI that were acting in accordance with things that just weren't uh, kosher, appropriate, and so forth. And that is the narrative of the media, right? That's the narrative. Hey, the Horowitz report found that the FBI began this investigation legally, appropriately. Sure, everything else from that point in time completely fell apart. They did a bunch of things they shouldn't have been doing. They won't even acknowledge this because really the only thing they want you to know is that, according to the report, there's not enough evidence or, I don't know, uh, I guess you could say enough evidence to suggest that President Trump was targeted by the FBI, his campaign at the time, through Carter Page and all this stuff. But anyway, this is not this is not a good sign. We we have we have within the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, we have not just what I would view as incompetence here. This is what you, you could say uh, malfeasance. You could say complete. Uh, disregard for even following anything close to the path that it's supposed to take when investigating not just a regular and again I'm not saying that there should be any difference but there are there are additional considerations to keep in mind when you are investigating someone who's running for president of the United States from the party keep in mind the FBI is under under the head of the president right under the executive branch so he could the president it was of the other party when this was all taking place this was obama's fbi folks so you would think 
and a world that respected the Constitution and a world that respected the separation of of powers, that sort of thing, that they would keep that in mind as well. But that wasn't kept in mind. In fact, this was this thing completely came off the the rails from the from the earliest of stages. Even even if you believe Horowitz's conclusion here that you cannot definitively make the case that the investigation started inappropriately. I want to speak. Well, first of all, let's hear. I want to hear Trump. You may have heard this. Uh, you may not have heard this. This is Trump yesterday. Um. In the White House, he has uh, – he's sitting around the table. He's being asked about this particular – well, the release of the, the Horowitz report. I just want you to hear Trump's reaction to this, and then I want to share with you – I want to share with you an article, um, an editorial, I should say, written by one Jonathan Turley. He is, of course, the attorney, the, the law school professor – who was uh, from American University, who was the lone Republican uh, witness allowed to speak with the other three liberal uh, experts, right, constitutional law experts, regarding the left's case, the Democrats' case against impeaching Trump here, I guess it was last week. So he writes this piece, and I want to get to this. It's at thehill.com. I think it's well done. I think it's a good summary. But I want to start first by playing this uh, reaction, this soundbite from President Trump yesterday. The IG report just came out, and I was just briefed on it, and uh, it's a disgrace what's happened uh, with respect to the things that were done to our country. It should never again happen to another president. It is uh, incredible, far worse than I would have ever thought possible. And it's, uh, it's an embarrassment to our country. It's dishonest. It's, uh, it's everything that a lot of people thought it would be, except far worse. Everything that a lot of folks thought it would be, except, except of, of course, it's far, far, far worse. This is problematic, folks. This is problematic to a constitutional As you were discussing republic. Mr. Sondland, you made a big Sorry about that, my... Soundbite decided to kick in, but so this um, this is this is problematic for a constitutional republic. This is problematic, right? When you look at uh, the detail at which with which the founders used to put together our foundational document, when you look at their concern for um, you know appropriate, I guess, balance of power keeping a government from growing so large that it could effectively interfere with its own election process. That's what happened here. All right, we listened to how Russia Russia interfered and all this sort of stuff and just Russia. But folks, we had our own folks interfering in the election. Now you could say listening or reading the Horowitz report that that was a series of missteps and so forth. <laughs> But the truth is, the truth is that this is, uh, that's the consequence of this sort of behavior. I mean, it's led to so many things. We had the Mueller report. We've got Russian collusion. You could say it, it as a byproduct. It led to the impeachment even. 
Ukrainian interference, Ukrainian deal-making, right? This stuff is all intertwined and tied together. And so we have, because of the action um, taken by those in the FBI, we have at least a mess on our hands, even if, even if this is completely innocent, which I, forgive me, don't fall into that boat thinking this was completely innocent series of just completely incompetent missteps. Way too off the rails for someone to believe that that's simply the case, especially when you factor in things like text between – that's text messages with a T between Lisa Page and Peter Strzok and just the amount of disdain and hatred they had for President Trump, for his supporters, the amount of fear, anguish, anxiety these folks had when thinking about the prospect of working for – not all of them – some of them look forward to a President Trump, right? I mean, that's that's we see some of that in the report as well. But many of these folks uh, did not, and they wanted to prevent a President Trump. There's really no denying denying this. But the only thing that the media is going to tell you from this report, which is, by the way, quite damning in many ways, quite damning against our our FBI, quite damning against our our government, quite, uh, I guess you could say, very supportive of the position that there is a swamp to drain and that there is a deep state. If you're of that persuasion, you can look at this report and look at multiple examples of things that are problematic within it. And we're going to talk about some of those as I'm going to reference in particular this summary by Jonathan Turley, which I think is worth a read. I'm going to post it on our Facebook page here momentarily. Um, of course, I posted yesterday the report. You may have seen that elsewhere. I mean, this is 434 pages, the whole report. I doubt many of you are going to read that. Now, you can read the executive summary, which is, I don't know, 19 or 20 pages. But this article summarizes some of the key problems that might be an easier read as well, so I'm going to post that. But that being said, I have to take a timeout. Got to take a quick timeout here. When we get back, we'll talk about this um, this article, this this editorial by Jonathan Turley of American University in Washington, D.C., talking about uh, really this report and the the, the promise, uh, the problems within, the promises that it has within the report, even though they can still technically say, because of this particular report, they can say that the investigation that was not started, was not started inappropriately, although others like Attorney General Barr, and U.S. Attorney Durham, who's putting together his report, disagree with that. But more about that when we get back. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I want to reference this article talking here about the Horowitz report that was released yesterday. I want to reference this editorial written by Jonathan Turley. He again is, let me give you his official his official information. He is the chair of public interest law at George, I said American University. I'm sorry, George Washington University. He came, when I was in school there, he came to our class for one of our uh, sessions 
I think it was a session on environmental law at the time. And I think I had associated him with American University Law School, but it's George Washington University. And he served as the last lead counsel in a Senate impeachment trial. I like how this is written. In a Senate impeachment trial, as though they almost expect there to be another impeachment uh, impeachment trial. But nonetheless, he testified as a Republican witness in the House Judiciary Committee and the Trump impeachment inquiry follow him at Jonathan Turley. So here's what he writes about <clears throat> the findings that were released yesterday. Headline, Horowitz report is damning for the FBI and unsettling for the rest of us. The analysis of the report by Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz greatly depends, as is often the case, on which cable news channel you watch. Isn't that true? As we talked about earlier, the folks on the left are telling you, hey, the only thing you need to know is that they didn't target Trump because of his political viewpoints, ideologies. They weren't spying on his campaign. They were really trying to prevent Russia from interfering in our election by duping Carter Page and all this kind of stuff. So he continues, indeed, many people might be excused for concluding that Horowitz spent 476 pages to primarily conclude one thing, which is that the Justice Department acted within its guidelines in starting its investigation into the 2016 campaign of President Trump. And that's what many folks will stop with. Now, Certainly, it is uh, better for the the left and better for the government that that is the conclusion. Um, But there's a lot more to the story than that. And not only that, as he points out here soon, there's a couple of folks, namely the Attorney General and U.S. Attorney John Durham, who is doing his own report, who disagree with this assessment, with this report. Turley continues, Horowitz did say that the original decision to investigate was within the discretionary standard of the Justice Department. This is the Obama Justice Department. Keep that in mind as well. That is an important factor here. This is the this is under the administration of the rival political party, right? The a Democrats Justice Department. He continues, that standard for the predication of an investigation is low, simply requiring articulable facts. He said that since this is such a low dis- uh, discretionary standard, he cannot say it was inappropriate to start. So in other words, since the bar to begin this investigation is set so low to begin with, all you have to have are articulable facts. The bar is, is so demonstrably low that it's really hard to say that the bar wasn't arguably exceeded because it's so low to begin with, right? Reminds me of the saying that uh, no one rises to low expectations, I suppose. But nonetheless, this is the case. Now, if this is true, and I am not an attorney, legal scholar, but this on some level is problematic as well. I get I get you don't want to inhibit law enforcement, the FBI, whoever. You don't want to prohibit them from being able to investigate someone who is really, you know, breaking the law, doing some bad things. I get that. We don't want to have a bar that's too high or too 
Now, hang on, civil libertarians. I'm going to side with you when this is all said and done. There's, there's a balance here, right? I mean, we don't we don't want to make it to where uh, it, it's impossible to catch someone who's really breaking the law, right? I mean, that's I think we can agree on that. But at the same time, there are some high standards set um, in, in you know when you, when you look at things like uh, the, the you know a search warrant, for example. You can't just say, "Hey." I have a feeling that this guy's got something illegal in the trunk of his car. Can you let me take a look? Right? I mean, there is a bar, and it's it's I don't want to say low, but it's not it's off it's not off the charts super like it's 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 high. I mean, you have to be able to articulate it to the judge. You have to tell them what you're looking for. You have to give them reason as to why. You just can't go in there and like I said, just say something random. Uh, but you don't have to necessarily. Um, have to have seen it, right? There could, there could be other evidence to suggest that that is in fact what's going on, um, suspicious activity or whatever it is. Um, again, I don't want to get, get this into legalities uh, specifically because that's not my my expertise. But there, the point is, is that the bar can't be <laughs> the bar isn't so low in other cases. And and you know if if you're walking down the street. The Constitution, the founders didn't want you just to be able to be uh, targeted for any such any such reason that the state, the law enforcement officials, whoever deemed necessary. That's not the intent. So there is something problematic here about this bar being so low. There's no way to say that it didn't reach the level of warranting an investigation. There's something problematic with me about that. But nonetheless, that's what that's what is being said here. But Turley continues. Turley continues, United States Attorney John Durham, who is heading the parallel investigation at the Justice Department, took the unusual or took the I'm sorry, took the usual step of issuing a statement that he did not believe the evidence supported that conclusion at the beginning of the investigation. So Durham's out there saying, I disagree uh, with what Horowitz is saying, at least in part here. So he's on the record saying that not only that, Attorney General William Barr, I'm continuing here in Turley's piece, also issued a statement disagreeing with the threshold statement. Nevertheless, the Justice Department has a standard requiring the least intrusive means of investigating such entities as presidential campaigns, particularly when the campaign is of the opposing party. No joke. The threshold finding is then followed by the remainder of the report, which is highly damaging and unsettling. Horowitz finds a litany of false and even falsified representations used to continue the secret investigation targeting the Trump campaign and its associates. So, Turley's saying here, hey, the low threshold may may in fact have been met, I guess, because there's no real threshold to be to be met but from that point in time from that point in time this entire thing is highly damaging and unsettling it's highly damaging to the fbi it's unsettling for average american citizens because what horowitz found was that the fbi had had used a a series of false representations so sometimes they were incorrect and sometimes these things were falsified. Sometimes the representations, the documentation, the, the, the rationale for investigating or taking certain actions was made up, 
was actually made up in a government report, folks. This is your government. This is my government. This is inexcusable. And I've got to take a break. More on this when we return. You're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Just posted this article to Facebook if you want to take a look at it. Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. Again, reading in thehill.com from a piece written, an opinion piece written by Jonathan Turley. And I want to pick up where we left off before before the break. So he's describing describing the process um, where, well, I guess describing the findings where Horowitz has said that the investigation was justifiably begun because the bar is so low, but yet everything that virtually happened after that point in time was a complete unmitigated disaster. And so with that in mind, Turley continues by saying, this is akin to reviewing the Titanic and saying that the captain was not unreasonable in starting the voyage, Right, He wasn't unreasonable in actually leaving harbor and heading across the Atlantic. However, Turley continues, the question is what occurred when icebergs began appearing. Horowitz says that investigative icebergs appeared very early on, and the Justice Department, again, this is the Obama Justice Department, not only failed to report that to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act Court, FISA Court, but also removed evidence, let me say that again, but also removed evidence that its investigation was on a collision course. Removed evidence. We have a Justice Department under the lead of President Obama, who is, by definition, the opposition <laughs> the opposition political party to the campaign being investigated. They removed evidence that its investigation was on a collision course. The investigation, Turley continues, was largely based on a May 2016 conversation between Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos and Australian diplomat Alexander Downer in London. Papadopoulos uh, reportedly said that he heard Russia had thousands of emails from Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. That was viewed as revealing possible prior knowledge of the WikiLeaks release two months earlier, which was then used to open up for investigations targeting the campaign and Trump associates. Notably, Democrats and the media lambasted Trump for saying the Justice Department had been, quote, spying on his campaign. <clears throat> and many said it was just an investigation into figures like Carter Page. Horowitz describes poorly founded investigations that included undercover FBI agents and an array of different sources. What they really discovered is the main point of the Horowitz report. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of this. You you can, again, read this on our Facebook page. I'm going to reference other parts of this. But again, there will be people today, people this morning at the office maybe, Later today, as you go about your day, you come home, you see the neighbor, 
you go to the store, you pick your kid up from school, whatever the case. There's going to be people today, and all that they heard from a report on NBC, CBS, ABC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, wherever, is that Horowitz found that the FBI did not target President Trump illegally and appropriately when starting this investigation. And that, in their minds, is the beginning and the end of this thing. It's the only thing, so far as I can tell, it's the only thing that isn't damning to the FBI. It's the only thing that's not completely... It just, uh, I don't even know the word I want to use, but uh, just that doesn't uh, show how at least incompetent that's, 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 you know, putting some rose colored glasses on. Um, when you look at things like falsifying documents, withholding evidence, that doesn't sound like justice. Department of Justice folks doing these things. Does that sound like justice to you? Does that sound like does that sound like the America that you love, respect, revere? Is that the America that you were uh, that 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 you view as your your country? This is a real problem. This is a real threat. And as President Trump said, which again I played that clip. Off the top of the program, President Trump saying, hey, this thing is, of course, you know, this thing is worse than we thought. This should never be allowed to happen to another president again. He's right in that. He's right in that. Although uh, the bar here, the bar by the Democrats in the House has been set even lower, I think, than what the bar was set uh, in the Horowitz report uh, related to how easily the FBI is allowed to begin an investigation into a campaign, a presidential campaign. The Democrats' bar for impeachment is even lower than that. So low, in fact, that Louis Gohmert yesterday, I was thinking about playing this soundbite. I don't think I have enough time. It's a, He uses his whole time. It's about five minutes. But he actually said, uh, you know, hey, the Democrats have set the bar so low. We've already got the paperwork in place that if Joe Biden becomes president, we can just, you know, change the names on the paperwork. We've actually got video evidence of Joe Biden already admitting to these things with he and uh, Hunter Biden, prosecutors in Ukraine and all this kind of stuff, threatening to withhold money if Ukraine didn't kowtow to the demands of Joe Biden within a six-hour period nonetheless. We've got the evidence, Louis Gohmert says, we can go ahead and start the impeachment trial of Joe Biden. And that's effectively uh, what, we've, what we've seen created here by the, by the Democrats. But this is not good for the FBI. This is not good. More importantly, I mean, look, I have respect for the FBI. I don't have respect for those in the upper levels uh, who abuse their power and authority, who have a political agenda, who act as though... Uh, they are part of the problem, part of, as you might say, the deep state, part of the swamp, whatever the whatever the analogy you want to draw here. I've got problems with that stuff, and that 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 impacts our liberty, folks. That impacts the foundational components of this country. That's what 
is damaging. That is what's problematic. That is what is troubling about this report. And I have a feeling that a good chunk of America, a good chunk of America is asleep again at the wheel today because they've only been told that the the report exonerates the FBI and it says that Trump's uh, you know, crying and whining about the FBI targeting his campaign is simply unfounded. That's what I think a lot of people, that's the takeaway from this today. But there's so much more. And this cannot be allowed to happen ever again. Trump is right. This cannot be allowed to happen again. And this is only going to not be allowed to happen again if we continue to win elections and if we continue to dismantle and drain the swamp. I've got to take a break. Got to take a break. When I get back, I want to shift gears. I want to keep talking about this, but I promise you we'd talk a little bit about impeachment. So I'll shift gears and get into that today as well. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So, shifting gears from the Horowitz report over to impeachment. Now, I have to tell you, one of the things, a couple of things. Number one, my one of the questions I have pertaining to the timing of this impeachment process, I I have question about this. And I'm not look, if you remember, if you remember, we've had for a long time now all sorts of conflicting timelines on impeachment. At first, Nancy Pelosi, the greatest speaker in the history of speakers in the House of Representatives, so we're told, um, who lost her cool with a Fox News reporter for simply asking a question the other day at a press conference, and she comes up and she does the old, oh, I can't believe we have to do this sort of thing to a sitting president. It breaks my heart. Been praying daily for this president. I just can't, you know, we're, we're trying to prevent this from happening. Oh, it's so sad. That whole routine. So you'll remember that at first they said impeachment articles before Thanksgiving, right, which is now a couple of weeks in the rearview mirror. Then they said impeachment before Christmas. They thought at first the Republicans were going to be taking this over into the Senate, and the trial itself would be concluded before Christmas. That didn't seem to make sense to me at the time. I remember talking about that. Now it's articles of impeachment um, were drafted over the weekend. They were you know, discussed or shared or whatever yesterday, and I think there are, uh, the Democrats have now said that there are two articles of impeachment. One of those is obstruction – uh, what is the uh, – I need to look and see what they are. One of them is, is obstruction of, of justice and pertain, how it pertains to – obstruction of Congress, excuse me. And the other one I have to look at what they actually are calling it. But there's two articles of impeachment, and those come out the day at, or the, well, the day after the, the report is coming out. I find that a little bit peculiar, and I find myself wondering if this is not a way to really detract from – the main message of the report, because the main message is the message that you've got to dig to find. Number, you know, it's not something that's not the headline. It's not Horowitz find FBI uh, uh, decision to investigate 
Carter Page justifiable, right? That's the headline. But you go through and you piece, you take this thing apart piece by piece, and it's very damning, as we've talked about to the FBI. It's very damning to liberty. It's very damning to you. And so, so I have a question about about that. Also in the background yesterday, you may have seen headlines. You may have seen headlines that said something to the effect of uh, uh, agreement close. Congress, White House close on agreement to USMCA, United States, Mexico, Canada trade agreement. This is the trade agreement that's to replace NAFTA. Remember, this is this has been a long time coming. This has been we've been waiting on this for some time. And I saw that I may have seen that over the weekend, maybe yesterday. I don't remember exactly. But the first thought was because I'd heard reports, I'd seen reports anyway, read these things that said Nancy Pelosi was actually uh, pressuring members of the Democrat caucus to be on board with impeachment before she moved or let them vote on the USMCA trade deal. And so when I saw that, I thought, look, the pieces are aligning. We've got we've got the attorney, or excuse me, the inspector general's report that's coming out on Monday. They don't want that to be the sole headline. They want to continue in this impeachment uh, fantasy, make-believe world. So they've got the impeachment articles coming out. They've also got, you know, this whole agreement with USMCA, the trade deal, which now Nancy Pelosi is apparently ready to move on. And there are Republicans warning about what that's turned into. Don't have time to get into that today. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the pieces have fallen into place. And it would seem to me, as a casual bystander watching this stuff, watching this stuff, you know, closely, it would seem to me that there's good reason to believe that she was, in fact, leveraging the vote on the USMCA trade deal to pressure those in her caucus to vote for impeachment. So that appears to be where we're headed, impeachment. But I know there's still folks who think that there are going to be some Democrats from Trump districts that are going to not vote for impeachment. And there could be a couple. That remains to be seen. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi will use that We'll use that or not, if she'll allow that, I should say. But nonetheless, that's where we are, and I'm out of time here in this segment. Got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So... What better way to deal with this report for those who <laughs> for those who actually want to know the contents of, you know, not just the headline, but those who actually want to know really some of the fundamental problems we have within our government, specifically the FBI, this process that we've, you know, watched unfold before our eyes, at least at least the investigative part, right? And and going back to where all this began, we didn't know this necessarily at the time, but you go back to all this and you, you play it out in your mind as to what happened. It's problematic. This is not the way this is not the way that we should be allowing our government to behave. But now we're on to impeachment. Now we're on to impeachment. They'll release those articles today. And I'm telling you it's a foregone conclusion how these Democrats are gonna vote for this. Anyway, gotta wrap up the 
Music is telling me a time to take off for the day. But guys, I appreciate you listening as always. Have a great day. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.